Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. Let's take tech in the right direction to drive social change and close the employment, pay, and culture gap for women in technology. This podcast is focused on helping turn ideas into action and create opportunities for women to advance in the dynamic technology industry. I hope this podcast will inspire and motivate you to encourage more women and girls to seek or grow a career as a woman in technology. Stories about the journey of amazing women in the tech field starts right now. Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. This week, I'll be speaking with Peggy Martinez. Peggy has been with Vigenium for 10 years and in the IT industry for over 25. She offers deep insight and practical knowledge across IT sales, client solution delivery, and operations. Peggy is instrumental in leading Magenium's partnership with Microsoft. She works with the Microsoft account, technical, and program teams on behalf of their clients. In recent years, Peggy has been actively involved working with clients to align their business goals with the ever-changing technology landscape. Welcome to the show, Peggy. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Great. Well, let's get started. So, Peggy, as a woman in tech, can you share with us your career journey and how you got to where you are today? Sure. So, mine might be a little interesting because I actually, many years ago, majored in computer science while I was in college. So, uh, my mom had been working, um, you know, when I was uh, in high school. And she had told me that computer science was, you know, up and coming. And so I said, okay. So I kind of just went into it. I guess you could think somewhat blind. I didn't really know much about it. But anyway, I majored in computer science. And there were lots of, uh, you know, fellow females with me uh, at Northern Illinois University where I, I got my degree. So majored in computer science. And then right out of college, went right into uh, programming and today you the the better term for that would be a coder. Um, so I I coded for and programmed for six years, and then from there I was working for a consulting firm and switched gears and went into the to the business side where I was actually selling technology services. And I think because I had that background and I had worked in the field, it was, I think, very beneficial to me and gave me greater success when I turned around then because I understood, you know, what I was selling. I had a deep knowledge of it. And from there, uh, that's just where, you know, my career kept growing, where I then stayed within technology, but stayed within sales and sales management um, and running um, part of a an organization where, you know, I was responsible for the Chicago office um, for a long time. So I've been very fortunate in my career uh, to have that, you know, that path um, and was just loved it all and still in it today. 
No, that's great. Um, you know, that's not a story you hear often. A lot of times uh, people get into technology accidentally, but yours was a focused path and very similar to my path, which is really interesting. Um, so I started out, you know, in computer science school and got a degree in computer science as well and did coding. But it's just so interesting. Yeah. How, how paths are similar, but sometimes you don't realize it. Right, right. Because back in our day, like when I was in high school, the whole high school hit, which of course now I'm very dating myself, had two um, Apple Macs, right, in the whole mm -hmm. school. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're seeing more and more today, more high schools have whole computer departments, right, or, you know, tech mm -hmm. labs, but uh, didn't have that. And the funny thing is when, and probably for you too, Jennifer, when we were in college, you know, we didn't have a laptop where we could do work in our room. We had to go to the lab and spend many <laughs> nights there, if you remember. Yes, I do remember. But I will date myself even further than you to tell you I started computer science classes on punch cards oh. <laughs> at Northwestern. And it was just, oh, my gosh, what a nightmare. But how far we've come. Oh, thankfully. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Now, um, you know, this podcast is focused on bridging the employment pay and culture gap for women in technology. What are you seeing in the industry today? You know, it's interesting. It's been it's been a long journey. I think, you know, there's been great strides and great movement forward uh, from what I'm seeing and from the organizations that I've worked with mm -hmm. where We've tried to really take a, a note of being very equal in um, like our pay and in roles and promoting women from within. So or, or, you know, hiring women to come into the organization. So I also think, you know, one of the things I try to do with women that work for me or women that I know, you know, in the workplace is always, I learned a lesson once that you only get in life what you negotiate for yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I always try to work with other women in saying, you know, if you don't ask for it, you won't get it. Now you would think and hope that you wouldn't have to ask, mm -hmm. but I don't think women in general grew up with the, it's okay to ask where, you mm -hmm. know, it, and so I don't think, it's a it's a negative trait that men always have asked. It's my perception, you know, that men have always, you know, they'll ask or they negotiate. I just think it's something we weren't as, I don't either made aware of or, you know, we weren't coached like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so now um, I think, you know, I hope women are learning part of it is the more, you know, it's okay to ask for those things, you know, to ensure or to negotiate so that there is that equal pay and recognition. Yeah, I'm glad you're seeing that, you know, things are getting better because with the pandemic, we took a big hit and many, many women left the workforce, not just mm -hmm. technology, but left the workforce in general, millions of women. So it seemed like we took some steps back in order to move forward. Right. Well, right. And I guess I'm probably talking a little bit pre-pandemic, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. um, to your point, we're going to have to encourage many of those women to come back, right? right? And to jump back into the workforce, whether they're in tech or another, you know, industry, because it is important that they, they stay in it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's, really encouraging them and showing them. And we've kind of learned that we have to start early on. We can't wait till they are completely adults to try to coax them into technology because it's too late at that point. So we mm -hmm. really need to start early on. And I know that you and I share a passion in bringing tech industry awareness to young girls. Um, and you're doing some work around this. Can you tell us more about that? Sure. What I try to do is, it, it's interesting, um, you know, when my own kids were in high school, it, I just found it so interesting when they were looking at going to college, I would ask, um, it, it's funny, I would ask girls and boys, um, oh, what are you going to major in? Very few, if any, ever mm -hmm. said computer science. And it was just so surprising to me. And I don't know, you know, and I would think with the the generations behind us, they've all grown up, you know, with the iPhone and, mm -hmm. you know, all the other the de devices. So I created um, just a, a, a deck, you know, a PowerPoint deck to go over with, you know, young kids why they should go into technology, you know, I, and I, I took the approach of um, I, I start out by showing them all of the um, applications or those apps and devices that have been invented, mm -hmm. like since in the last 10 or 15 years, it's mm -hmm. unbelievable and amazing to see how many new things have been created in the technology field and just to give them a different look at it so that they are maybe not thinking, oh, you have to be, you know, you're just going to be a coder all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's so many different roles you can have within the tech field. So I've spoken to, um, you know, some young girls in high school. I, I did a presentation at an all-girls school you know, just to kind of open their eyes to what tech can, you know, do for them, you know, mm -hmm. and, and the different career paths that are out there. So it's not been, you know, um, anything, you know, huge. It's when I can, I'm educating the young people that I personally meet or if my friends ref refer them or opportunities like that to speak at high schools in front of, um, you know, young girls, young adult girls, or even, you know, even if they're in junior high, just mm -hmm. to get them thinking that way. The awareness is so important. And what kind of reaction are you getting from them when you go speak to them? You know, for some, it definitely like it opens their eyes for, you know, and, and like anything, there's always a few that I you can kind of tell that they're not really interested. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But but for many, I think it's eye-opening to go, oh, you know, I think that they see things, and this is in general, like people, they see things and they don't realize that technology is really behind the scenes, you know, um, mm -hmm. 
driving whatever it is that object or that service is for them, right? Like, you know, on their app or, um, you know, if you go, if you go to the doctor or the dentist and they're, you know, doing, putting a machine to x-ray you or whatever, there's all software driving that. Right. Right. And I don't think people think that way. You you know what I mean? Like, I think you and I, it's inherent to us because Mm -hmm. We've just lived the last how many years mm-hmm. of seeing the great advances mm-hmm. in what technology does for others. And um, so it's just like you said, raising that awareness. And I think the younger we can get them, it'll be better. You know, there's this um, video, It's it might be dated now, but I still think it's one that like um, a bunch of... Uh, you know, executives like Bill Gates was in it, um, Zuckerberg was in it, NBA stars, where they talked about what coding is and how easy it is. So I think the the sooner we can get young kids doing simple things with tech, it'll, I hope, grow their interest. Yeah, I think you touched on a lot of great, great areas. One is there's an app for everything, right? I mean, there's mm-hmm. nothing that I can think of that I go to my iPhone and I look for an app and I find it for everything. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then um, coding, you know, there's it's not all about coding. Right now, you can even code with no code and low code, you know, so you, and there's so many other job roles within tech that people need to realize that it's not all about coding, sitting behind a computer all day long. When I took and you took our coder training or our, um, classroom training, it was something that we needed at that time um, in right. order to get into technology. But not anymore. There's just so many areas, marketing, sales. Um, you know, research, there's just tech, everything is technology. Technology runs our homes, it runs our lives. Like you said, the doctor's office, our healthcare, Mm -hmm. all of that. Yeah. So yes, yes. You touched on a lot of really great areas. Well, one thing I just thought of, it's just kind of funny. I have three sisters and one of Mm -hmm. my sisters um, also went into computer science. She graduated, but our youngest sister it's just funny. She used to always say to the two of us, all I know is I just don't want to do what you two do. And I know she had no <laughs> idea what we did. Right. Right. But to her tech, tech was probably this foreign thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just, I think it's just presenting it to people in a different light. One of the things I think that's most enlightening is when you tell someone did you know the iPhone wasn't invented till 2007? Mm-hmm. I think people don't realize. I think people think it's been around for 30 uh, years. Yep. Yep. And it hasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's still less than 20 years old. It's actually what? Less than 15 years old, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is amazing, you know, so. Well, one thing I wanted to say is that I thought it was pretty cool when you said that your mom told you to go into computer science, you know, Mm -hmm. she was definitely a forward thinker and understood where this, this world is going, the technology world. I think that's Mm -hmm. so intuitive and so great that she told you to do that. Mm -hmm. It was good that, you know, she was working and she heard 
you know, she asked the other people that she worked with, you know, where are you, where are you hiring people from and what, what are they majoring in? So I was, yeah, I was very fortunate that she listened and then mm-hmm. passed that knowledge on to me. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, technology is changing so rapidly. And I know you and I both struggle sometimes to keep up. But why is it so important to stay current on technology? And what are some best practices that you use in staying relevant? You know, it, it is. It It's so hard. And it, it's so hard you know, we're all working, right? More than 40 hours a week. We're, we're just all crazy busy in our jobs. But as I say, you know, it's just nuggets of information just to stay current. And what I try to do just personally is, you know, I watch for um, articles, you know, that might be coming across, you know, my email or in an app. I also try to attend, um, you know, business webinars, you know, I'll get, you know, I'm fortunate enough, I'll get invited sometimes to webinars by business partners that I work with. And I always, I, I did learn one lesson is when I get invited to things, especially now with the, in the day of the webinars, uh, I'll always sign up for it. And then assuming my schedule allows, I'll join or then at least I'll have access to the recording. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's important, you know, first, you know, you and I are both in the tech field. So it's it's actually, you know, very important or vital to our careers that right. we stay that way. And it's also important as as leaders in our organization that we provide that knowledge to our, you know, uh, our co-workers and colleagues as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think because tech is driving everything, the more you can try to stay a step ahead or or not more than four steps behind, mm-hmm. I think you're in shape. Yeah, no, that's true. But you just have to make a conscious effort mm-hmm. to read those emails, to join those webinars, to listen mm-hmm. to, you know, webcast or whatever, to listen to some of those recordings, because life happens if you don't set the time aside to do it. And um, it's it's very difficult, you know, with the pace of life today. Right. You, you know, one other thing that I do do when I attend these I've learned to take notes. Mm-hmm. So I, I do that because I can't remember everything. <laughs> you know? Me either. So much, so much comes in and out. I always tell people, hey, if I don't write it down, it isn't going to happen, right? Because right. You, you get pulled in so many directions. So I can't tell you how many times, you know, I've sat on webinars, I'll take notes, and then I go back and refer to them. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's just a, it's a best practice of mine. It might help others, but I do think it's beneficial to, you know, take notes and I use just one note to do that. And then I can mm-hmm. always have it to go back and look, you know, refer back to. 
Yeah. Oh boy, I need notes as well. I I will never remember because when you go to back to back meetings, I'm like, mm -hmm. who did I talk to that said this? Right. <laughs> I can't remember. So yeah, nope. good notes are definitely very important. Did you know that there is an increase in the number of women leaving the tech industry? As a woman-owned business, Directions Training has made it our mission and passion to change this statistic. That's why Jennifer created this podcast. We showcase insight from everyday women for everyday women in the tech industry. Do you know other people that would benefit from tuning in? Share the link and help us drive the advancement of women in the tech industry. Do you have a journey or know of someone that our listeners would benefit from hearing about? Reach out to us at directionstraining.com slash podcast. Don't forget to follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and wherever you find your podcasts. Now, back to the show. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with the pandemic and people working remotely, uh, let's talk about what, what you think the future of work looks like. Do you think there's a hybrid um, workforce, workplace coming up in our future? Or do you think people will all go back into the office? What are your thoughts? Well, I, I think... I, I think hybrid is is just going to be the way of the future. You know, I, I don't even think it'll be called hybrid. You know, I think it'll mm -hmm. just be, hey, this is what work is today. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're all seeing it already as companies are really trying to encourage, um, you know, getting people to, you know, to go back into to the office. I personally think that the hybrid work there, it's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And I just really encourage people. I, I do agree with, you know, some of the CEOs and leaders that have been coming out that that are encouraging it, it's some form of hybrid where you go in at least one, two or three days a week, mm -hmm. because there is so much to gain by that personal interaction but when you allow organizations to have that flexibility or employees, I should say, to have that flexibility, um, I, I think they're very happy with that. Mm -hmm. the, the one thing I will tell you that I'm really starting to see is, um, you know, people don't want to just go back to the office and work individually and be mm -hmm. on a video call all day, right? Right, right. They they're could stay at home it. and do that, right? Exactly. So they're looking at it going, well, I could just sit in my house because clearly that's worked for the last 12 to 18 months. I've worked mm -hmm. out of my house and I could do meetings there. So what, what we're seeing or what I'm seeing is, you know, more and more organizations are, you know, making modifications to their, or they have plans to, right, long-term. You can't do it overnight to encourage coming back to the office space where you're going to meet with others, right? Making more collaborative spaces. So you might do some meetings individually when you go back to the office, but it'll give you that opportunity to work more in groups and collaborate mm -hmm. with others because that's what people are missing mm -hmm. when they're at home. I completely agree. And I think hybrid is going to be some form of hybrid, mm -hmm. what they're going to call it, who knows, but, um, but some form of going back to that personal interaction, like you said, it is so critical for us, for our thinking, for our process, for 
innovation for new ideas it's really tough to do virtually in a group you know mm -hmm. um, so i think that's definitely needed but yeah i think you know individual work can be done very successfully uh remotely you don't have to be mm -hmm. physically in an office because i really believe and i've learned this many years ago when i first started to run a remote company um i said you know the people who are going to work are going to work no matter where they are and the people who are not going to work, they could be in a cubicle and they're not going to work. They're going to be playing games or doing whatever, you know? So right. if you're worried about that, the office environment does not change it at all. It's it's the person. So hire the right people, the right seat on the bus, make sure that they are producing and they'll produce anywhere they are. Correct. And I also think as, as leaders, we have to um, also be able to identify those that might need more of that cultural interaction, you know, mm -hmm. to build that. Because to you, I totally agree with you that it is the individual person and, and they'll work wherever. Mm -hmm. um, I do think that when we're hiring, you know, the, the young people coming out of mm -hmm. college, right? You know, I think sometimes everyone thinks that all they want to do is work at home. And I think the answer is yes for a percentage of that. But I also think there's a percentage that really do like that, want to be part of a team, right? Right. And want right. to have that interaction. So I think it's going to be management leaders and management to be identifying that and putting programs in place for encouraging that um you know, having that right balance. I mean, it's mm -hmm. not going to be easy, but that's what we're all going to have to balance. Right, right. Because now everybody's demanding to work remotely. <laughs> so right. we have to have that balance and, and see what areas need people in the office and what areas they can work, you know, independently. So Correct. yeah, it'll be very interesting to see. Mm -hmm. So in addition to all the business stuff that you do every day, you're also a community leader of the IAMCP, which is a nonprofit that works with Microsoft Partner Channel. Mm -hmm. um, share with us your passion on diversity and inclusion in the workplace and what things you're doing to make a difference. Yes, um, very passionate about that. Um, I'm really happy to see just the industry in general um, make that a, a focal point as well. Mm -hmm. And you and I, Jennifer, both work, you know, closely with Microsoft and they're, mm -hmm. uh, they're a great organization that uh, has put that at the forefront for, for their company. And I have many clients that are doing that, you know, in the IAMCP, it's, it's a great organization and it has allowed us to work with so many partners of mm -hmm. so many different sizes and, and so many geos. And it gives you that ability to work with a lot of different, you know, individuals. Um, we're, we're actively in our local chapter trying to stay involved with that as much mm -hmm. as we can. My organization um, has hired someone earlier this year and part of their job responsibilities is to ensure that we're, um, you know, educating people and then hiring, you know, making sure that we we look at a vast candidate pool, you know, everyone mm -hmm. still needs to be qualified for the job, right. Right. but really looking at that vast pool of, or could we be posting jobs maybe in a location that we hadn't thought of before? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So 
anything we can do, um, you know, to encourage that we are, you, you know, in the different facets that I'm involved with. No, that's great. You're making a conscious effort. You have somebody focusing on it because, mm -hmm. you know, there's some amazing stats that show that diverse workforces are more profitable. Retention is higher. People are engaged more, you know, because you're getting different points of view. You're getting different thought processes that if everybody was the same, you wouldn't have. Absolutely. It, so, it is. Yeah just so good to get different perspectives or mm -hmm. different thoughts on one idea. But, you know, at least you have an open mind and your company is making strides in that area because we talk a lot about unconscious bias and we all have biases. Doesn't matter mm -hmm. who you are and the biases come from where you grew up, what school you went to, your education, your friends, your family, you know, all of those things influence your life. Um, but to have an open mind and say, wow, that is just a bias just because that's all I've seen, you know, it's right. not the way it really is. And it's amazing to create that awareness. And I think you guys are doing an amazing job with that. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. So um, being a woman in tech, what challenges have you faced and how have you overcome them? You know, it, it's funny. I, I've thought about that and I have to tell you, um, for the most part, I feel that I've been very fortunate to work for very open-minded organizations, mm -hmm. never really feeling like I was held back. Probably, I would say the only challenge maybe is, you know, when you, when I came out of school and, um, being viewed as someone that you know, could do the, the coding or the programming because, mm -hmm. you know, that's what I did for the first six years of my career. Um, but other than that, I've been very fortunate. And I, I know that isn't the same story for, for many others, mm -hmm. but I, I have been fortunate to have um, excellent leaders that I've worked for, mentors, and, you know, and opened doors and gave me opportunities. And didn't get everything that, you know, you might have applied for, but definitely uh, felt like I was given good opportunities, you know, that's and great. so. Mm -hmm. That's great to, to know that because I felt the same way through my career as well. Um, but many times I felt like I was the only woman in the room. Have you mm. experienced that? <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that hap has happened many times, right, you know, right. and it's funny. I was talking with one of my female um, coworkers, and it. I think because that was the case for so many years, it doesn't appear anymore to be that different to me, right? right. And so right. you pointed out, and I'm like, oh yeah, you you are right. And it, it still does happen mm -hmm. at times, not as much, you know, as it, as it used to, but. You're it's right. not as a parent, right? <laughs> because right. we're used to it. <laughs> we're used to it. We're used to it. And we just go with the flow and we just, you know, move on. Doesn't, doesn't phase us. We, we mm -hmm. continue on with, with our work and, but, you know, for the longest time, definitely in tech, you know, we were, you know, you, you might be at a conference of, you know, 200 and maybe we were, you know, 10%, but now, 
you know, it, it's more, it's greater. The, the number right. is definitely greater. Going, yeah. No, that's great to see. And maybe one day it'll be a 50-50 split, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what we're going for. Yes. Uh, so leadership is so critical in business and we all learn as we go through our career. What are some lessons or leadership skills that you've learned through your career? So a couple of things I would say. One is, um, you, you know, I've been in the services industry my whole career. So I'm very, a big proponent of, you know, the, the people that you work with, like you're, you're only, you know, as good as the team that you're working mm -hmm. with, mm -hmm. the, the people that you work with. And, and if you're fortunate enough to be in a leadership role, you know, taking care of the people that work for you to me is, is critical, right? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. that's what makes an organization. It's the people. And so with that, it, it's that, it's being that focused on the employee as well as customer service. So one of those, you know, so I, I'm just a big, very passionate about that. Other like leadership skills, I would say is decisiveness. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you find people, you know, you're never going to make all the right decisions. So it's okay so to make, be one. <laughs> make a decision. And then right. if it's the wrong one, then okay. What's yeah, plan B? You learn from it and you move on. You can move on. Mm -hmm. But probably my most favorite one is, you know, I'm definitely in the positivity, the glass is half full. Mm -hmm. You know, people, people want to be around other positive people. And I think as a leader, you want people to be around you and to work with you. Um, so, you know, I, I just have this, it's it's probably maybe a positive attitude mm -hmm. is, I think, critical in the workplace because, you know, you are spending so much time together, you know, right. you're, you're everybody that you're working with for long periods of time, for weeks and days on end, right? Mm -hmm. So it's great when you have a positive attitude. And then I think that just, you know, emulates to your team and just makes for a good positive work environment. I love that because your positive attitude then comes down to the team and they are then positive. You know, if you mm -hmm. have energy and positivity, then mm -hmm. they're going to emulate that. And it's so important for leaders to do that because, you know, I always say I can never have a bad day. I'm always like, Oh, I'm great. No matter if I am or not, I'm great. Right. I have a positive attitude, you know, everything else is checked at the door. You know, I have to come in and I have to lead this team. And mm -hmm. so if I'm doom and gloom, they're going to be doom and gloom. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And that's why I think when you come in with that positive attitude and the energy, you know, people feed off that. Right. Right. Absolutely. I feel the same way. Like when mm -hmm. I talk to people that are energetic, I feel more energetic. And if I feel, you know, if I'm talking to somebody that's just monotone or just, you know, going slowly, then I mimic that, you know, um, behavior. Right. So it's very true. Very true. Right. So great, great, right. great thoughts on leadership skills. Mm -hmm. So let's let's switch to travel because you and I always talk about travel mm -hmm. and you 
you've traveled a lot. And so I'm going to ask you, what's your most favorite place that you've traveled to and why? So, you know, this one, this is a little bit on the, on the tough side because I've been fortunate, you know, to, to have gone many places. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what I do love, um, where I love to travel is when I can, you know, go west to the mountains. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I, I, I just love um, being able to, to go out to, you know, mountain country, you know, lately, one of my most favorite places is, is really going to park city, you know, being mm -hmm. able to ski out there, hike out there. So in lately, um, I, I'm on this kick, you know, it's nice to visit national parks. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I haven't been to many, I've been to one or two. And so now I'm, I'm trying to do, to do more of that, but, it's just, it's beautiful country, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. when you get to go to these mountainous regions and you just really get to take your mind off work and recharge the battery. So um, it, it's funny, it's it's the mountains or it's Hawaii, you know, the, the, it's yeah. like my yeah. favorite. Because, that's your you know, peaceful places. That's where you get yes. peace. That's where you get energy. That's amazing. Right. I love that. Right. Um, Where's yours? You know, I also have been fortunate to travel and um, I am very much like attracted to warmer weather, you know, right. so uh, wherever there is warmth. And you said Park City. It's so funny. I went to Park City in the summer. And I mm -hmm. love, love, loved Park City, but I saw it from a different lens than you, obviously. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but um, so I would say one of my favorite places that I've traveled to is Italy. Mm -hmm. We just had an amazing, amazing time there because we had three course meals and never gained an ounce because we walked <laughs> everywhere, you know, <laughs> it was amazing. Right. I loved it. I loved it. Thanks for asking. So in closing, Peggy, uh, what advice would you give to our listeners or women that are thinking of, um, you know, starting a career in technology? You know, I would just say to, to, to women, um, stay positive, you, you know, mm -hmm. always, always remember the glass is half full. It, it's not always going to be easy. Mm -hmm. But that's okay because, you know, there'll be another day. And just always remember um, that you've got great value and talents. And if you find yourself in a situation where it just really isn't, you know, the right fit for you, don't be afraid to make a move. You know, don't don't be afraid to, to stay somewhere. You know, I've, I've been lucky. I've stayed at my the companies I've worked with for, for long periods of time, but it's okay to, to, you know, make a move if you need to. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's really just look at things as the glass is half full and uh, just stay the course and, you know, work hard and good things will come, you, you yeah. know, good people get recognized. And, um, and, and like I said, if you're in a situation where it's not, then, then, you know, find one that will be better for you. Don't be afraid to make that move to the, to that next career. And don't be afraid to ask, 
if you don't ask or tell somebody what you would like to do, then no one will know. Right, right. No, no one that's will be able great. to help you, right? Right, right. That's you know? such great advice. Such great advice. Mm -hmm. Um, yes, you know, I, and nothing you know when, good comes easy, mm -hmm. you know. So you have to work hard. Yes, you do. Well, it's always like you know, in our career, Jennifer. You know, we've we've worked with you know, had many friends, everything. And sometimes when people are looking for new jobs, or sometimes there's a downsizing and someone loses their job, you know, people sometimes, you know, they feel like a stigma, and it's like, oh no, tell everybody because someone will help you. Mm -hmm. This I'm a big proponent of. Don't be afraid to tell people and talk to people because people are always willing to help you and network, right? Network. Mm -hmm. I bring that up, but networking is is very important too. Yeah, build a community of your network mm -hmm. that will help you. And and people are all willing to help and ready to help. We have to ask. Right. Right. Just ask. Exactly. That's Building right. the community is spot on. Yeah, no, that's great. Well, Peggy, this was such a pleasure. As always, I can talk to you for hours. So would love to have you on a show uh, in the future. But thank you. Thank you so much for your time. It was an honor and just a pleasure to spend time with you. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. I really enjoyed it. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to Tech in the Right Direction. Please take a minute to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. Also, don't forget to like, share, and comment. Thank you. See you next week. From IT skill enhancements to end user adoption training, Directions Training is your resource to help optimize the effectiveness of your technology investments. Over half a million students have taken advantage of our wide selection of technology and business training solutions covering the most popular applications today, such as Microsoft 365, Azure, Windows 10, and more. As a podcast listener, we invite you to take advantage of an exclusive offer. Receive 30 days of free access to our Microsoft official curriculum on-demand courses for IT professionals or end users. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com slash podcast to claim this offer today. Hurry, this offer is only available for a limited time. Success is a journey. Ask for directions.